Hello everyone and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly, legally obliged to tell you that we are considering changing the name to Transformers Bi-Monthly. We'll, <laughs> we'll see how we go with that. We're we are bringing you, yeah, we, yeah we're, we're, we're trying. Um, we're bringing you Transformers news from around the world and across Australia, including a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff that happened in the UK this week. It might be because I was recently there. Uh, this is episode 259. We are recording live on the 2nd of September, 2022. It has been, has been a couple of months since the last record, so we might be a little bit rusty. You'll have to forgive us. In this week's episode, we will be discussing some toy reveals because there's been a lot of them. Like there's been a lot of toy reveals since our last episode. We're not going to go through them all because everyone already knows what they are and everyone's already freaking out about some of them. Uh, there's a new cartoon <laughs> show coming up. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if we should say cartoon anymore, but anyway, there's a there's a new there's a new TV show uh, coming up and. Uh, there's also, there was a really interesting thing that I experienced in the UK at TF Nation, uh, a retelling of the movie that we did not get in 1986. So we're going to be talking about that and more coming up after this. <music> G'day, g'day. Um, that's greeting every every single viewer individually there. Uh, that's that's an old fast forward joke, actually, isn't it? Um, welcome to the, welcome to the show. I'm Jason. Joining me from I'm gonna Max. You you said to me earlier. Obviously, I'm in student accommodation, but like it's not actually obvious. But um, Max is joining us from an undisclosed location somewhere in the student accommodation. I'm gonna say of Adelaide, but I don't actually know where you are. I'm in your neck, and by your neck of woods, I mean five hours away. I'm in Armadale now. So you're in, um, you're in Armadale studying. now. Do you mean you've moved? This is what happens when Tem we don't do a show. For, this is what we do. I know. We we're sort of out of the loop. So you, hang on. Yeah, do you live no, in New I, South Wales now? Uh, temporarily. I'm go I'm going back to SA on Wednesday. Oh, right. So I'm like, yeah. I'm just I'm just looking at the live viewer stats, and like I've just seen South Australia has just gone dark. So yeah, I know. thanks a bunch. I, well, the one South Australian viewer was me. So <laughs> <laughs> that was you with the YouTube video open up in the background. I see. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, look, it's uh, so you're you're. Um... <laughs> I, I've become the very thing I swore I swore to destroy. I live in New South Wales now. I'm not sure. Did you swear to destroy me? No. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Uh, and, and also, um, it's, it's we, just a general Eastern states apathy. I think we all secretly harbor. I mean, let's, let's, let's not, uh, let's not lie. It does go the other way as well. It's okay. It does go, um, it's Mark, Mark also asks, is Max your real name? <laughs> or uh, is Max your real name? Or are you actually in witness protection, uh, disguised as, uh, as student accommodation? Uh, no, Max is my real name. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mark, Mark also Oops. says Mount Panorama is in New South Wales. Mate, are we gonna are we just gonna play What's My Landmark now or something? But, uh, <laughs> and a good evening to good evening to Rob Franklin also watching along in the group as well. So uh, thank you everyone. We do love uh, we do love live comments um, and uh, we're all we're all very happy to play along and everyone's happy to have the live uh, have the live podcast records back. I hope so. Um, 
it's been as I keep saying, it's been a while since uh, it's been a while since we've been on. Um, we have an item in the run sheet that says notable things that happened this week. That dot 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 or month. Um, I think we've already talked about notable things that have happened. You've moved states. Um, I've been I've been overseas. I, I stopped off in stopped off in Singapore uh, for a few days. Did some Transformers shopping in Singapore, and uh, then I went over to over to um, the UK for TF Nation in the middle of August. Uh, absolutely smashing fun experience. Um, just enjoyed it so much. It's, been the, it's the first live TF Nation since two thousand and nineteen. So um, got to see got to see all these people that I haven't seen in about three years, and um, just yeah, many many. Many hugs, many hugs were given and received, and uh, thankfully COVID was not. Um, I've seen a, I've seen a, uh, a screenshot, I've seen a photo from one of the, uh, one of the IDW guys there who posted a negative COVID result and said, "This is amazing, considering how many people kissed me on the weekend." Um, so, yeah. <laughs> That's, I, uh, I did see a few photos of the event. It seemed very, very close. It is. It is. I, I guess close is an interesting term for it. But like, um, everyone's everyone's a very it's a very close knit event, um, and like people people did keep their distance from each other, like like physical distancing because of the pandemic, obviously. But um, you know, there's a there's only so much you can do when you're in a in a confined location. Also, it's worth noting that the UK is currently going through um, an extreme summer. Um, an, an extremely summer bout of weather. So, um, uh, let me let me let me put up a let me put up the the let me put up the screen share. I've got some photos, um, and so this is so this this photo this is the dealer room at TF Nation. It's just gone black, so that's great. Um, there we go. Done well. Uh, yeah, it's great. So this is the, this is the dealer room at TF Nation. Um, it's I think it's a ballroom at the the Hilton uh, the Hilton Birmingham NEC, and. Uh, the um the so not gonna lie this room was stinking hot um as as the uh the event staff were fond of saying according to the hilton staff the air conditioning is on uh, but you can see, you can probably see from me in the foreground like pretty pretty warm uh, and um yeah pretty pretty much not coping with the heat everyone's wearing um everyone's wearing quite uh, quite cool clothing uh and yeah, I think it, it was something like thirty-six degrees. Uh, I guess it's still that thing of the U, the buildings in the UK just aren't constructed for the kind of summers that we're getting now. No, so they're it's, not. Um, it's just that, this uphill battle. Yeah, that, that's 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 the sim that's the simple thing is that yeah, the air conditioning is not built for it. However, over in the distance on the on the wall, uh, you can see a doorway that goes out uh, out to the hallway. And as soon as you exit the dealer room, the air conditioning hits you in the face, and you are like that. Uh, you're like that GIF of uh, of um, Nicolas Cage stepping off the plane for the first time in Con Air and feeling the feeling the the, the uh, you know, the, the, the the cool the cool air conditioned air on his face. Um, absolutely, uh, had an absolutely smashing time. I'm going to go through a couple of. Uh, a couple of photos I got here. Uh, was happily sat in the audience as they they did a, a launch with the Royal Mail of their new Transformers stamps, which have come out yesterday in the UK. Um, there's eight sets of stamps. Uh, there's eight stamps in the main set. There you can see uh, Prime, Megatron, Bumblebee, Starscream, Grimlock, Soundwave, RC, and Shockwave. 
uh, sent some of those in the wrong order. Um, and the artwork is by long-time long time Marvel UK artist uh, Andrew Wildman, who I got to meet for the very first time at, at this TF Nation. Um, love, lovely chap. Um, it's it's kind of funny. It's it's kind of funny. What do you what do you say when you meet someone whose work you've admired for like over twenty years? It's um, you know, you just have to say thank you. Like there's not much, there's not much more you can say. Um, so there's while the main product is these eight stamps, there's other stamps. There's a set of Dinobots. Um, there's gold ingots. There's large scale prints. There's books with the Matrix cover. There's coins. There's metallic ingots and and things like that there's also a bit of artwork by jeff senior um in, on the um on the products as well so yeah um it was it was pretty much fantastic um i didn't expect going to tf nation that the royal mail would be the thing that costs me the most money at tf nation but there you go uh, i think i think i spent about 280 pounds because i just decided i'm just going to get one of everything and that one of everything, that one of everything, um, it uh, it adds up quite a lot. I will say, uh, I will give a, a little funny story about the uh, the stamps. Um, the the gentleman on the right in this uh, in this photo is from the Royal Mail, but he's also a Transformers fan and attends TF Nation anyway. And he said that uh, according to the process of uh, of creating new stamps for the Royal Mail, uh, the process is that any new stamp is placed in front of the Queen, and the Queen approves it which means the Queen has officially signed off on stamps featuring our favourite transforming robots. Um, and, you know, that's, uh, I, I think that's a nice, uh, I think that's a nice little, uh, 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 yeah, uh, it's a nice little um, thing to consider that the Queen <laughs> has had to sign off on Transformers. Something incredibly British about that. It is, it is, you're right. Violently yes. British. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, move, let's move on a little bit. Um, these... These guys, uh, these guys went around the the Twitter sphere in 2020. They were a um, they were a lockdown project for a guy in the UK. They are cardboard cardboard transformers. Um, what have we got? I, I'm I'm going to say it's Blitzwing because the 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 face on the on the one on the right. There's an IDW Rodimus and there's a Grimlock there. And um, they were created in 2020 as a lockdown project. They found their way into TF Nation. They were always intended to turn up at, at TF Nation. And um, what I didn't realize seeing them seeing them posted online is that they actually transform. Um, so he, the, the guy who created these, they're, they're, they are made of like just um, brown cardboard. You can see some of the, some of the tape and uh, marks holding them together around here, but they do transform into their, into their alt modes, quite an accomplishment. And he did they... a couple of Twitter threads showing off the actual step-by-step -step transformation and it's not, you know, it, it's not like just lying it down, folding so bits in. Yeah, no, um, that's how, that's, that's how you like do transformer cosplay. Like it's designed like proper, you know, high, like well-engineered stuff. And I'm, you know, in something that's handmade of this scale, it was it's insane. That's right. Yeah. So you can see here, like the there's uh, there's sort of there's swivels in the uh, in the elbows on on Blitzwing and, and on Rodimus. In fact, most of them have sort of you know some swivels and stuff. Um, the astonishing part of this is that they were offered for sale to me as well. I'm like, I'm going to think about how I could get this home, but I've got no idea. I don't. But think with I, the don't Royal Mail, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Post at home at the Royal Mail. I got to say, actually, with the, the Royal Mail stuff, um, so it's, it was launched in mid mid August at TF Nation, but officially released first uh, of September yesterday. 
And I got to say, I, I received five separate emails from the Royal Mail advising me that different parts of my order have been shipped and none of them have tracking, even though they're coming to Australia. <laughs> so when these things turn up, it's just going to be a surprise. There's my 280 pounds in the mail. So yeah, um, it's not... It's not terribly confidence-inspiring, but we'll see how it goes. I've, ultimately, I should have just shipped them to the UK and picked them up when I go back at Christmas, but we'll we'll see how we go. Um, let's move on from the. Uh, oh, there, wait! I did have to, I did have to get a selfie with uh, with the uh, Rodimus as well. And also, just look at the look at the quality of that face as well. Like that that is that is extremely extremely well made. Like he's captured the smirk on on Rodimus's face. The everything's it's pointing. a fact that the three. The, the three of them all have some distinct art styles. That's right. Yeah, you know, it's seriously, seriously impressive. Like it, it's not just an engineering perspective, but there's clearly a huge amount of love put into these. Yeah, very much. Uh, yeah. You know, in 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 all honesty, I really wish that I could have actually purchased one and and come come back with it. Like, I actually don't know if they were purchased. And to be perfectly honest, I'm kind of regretting not purchasing it because like. I could definitely bundle that thing up and stick it in a box and ship it to my freight forwarder. Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of talking myself into it, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, uh, Morgan Moroni says, uh, "Rodimus or you, Jace? I think he's he's referring to the comment about look at that face. Like, of course I'm talking about the sculpture. I know I'm gorgeous. It's okay. Thank you. He doesn't um, need reassuring." No, I, I, I definitely don't. Uh, some some other things that happened at TF Nation. Uh, I got I've got a few. Anytime I anytime I met someone, I grabbed a grabbed a selfie with them as proof that I proof that I'd seen them. So uh, we have the uh, the wonderful Maz Sixo and uh, Tobox Soapbox from uh, from the Triple Takeover podcast. Which um, even though I, even though I host my own Transformers podcast, I will just tell you that you should be listening to that podcast. It's absolutely absolutely fantastic. And it's pretty much the only podcast that I listen to anymore because those guys pump out so much content that, that um, that's about the only thing that I have time to listen to. Um, next up, uh, there's some got some. There were some panels. There's uh, there's James Roberts and Jack Lawrence. Um, James Roberts, obviously the uh, or I think obviously the author of More Than Meets the Eye and Lost Light and several other several other IDW books. And uh, Jack Lawrence on the left is the uh, the artist of note. On Lost Light, uh, the the official series artist, um, they were they were both 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 fantastic. This was a this was a, a photo from taken up from the back of the room on uh, with with the zoom on my camera. Um, a very blood. very tired looking James Roberts. Yeah, I, I think he was actually just mid explanation for something. When I was <laughs> when I was there in two thousand nineteen, I was a lot more intent on taking a lot of candid shots of people in in panels and trying to sort of capture, trying to capture a, a, the feel of the actually being there. But this time I just sort of, I'm, I, I wanted to experience the panels and enjoy them. So I didn't really take too many photos. I forget a lot of other people will. Um, so yeah, uh, the shark, there's a couple of Sharktacons won the cosplay contest, which I think, I think is pretty well deserved. Um, the uh, the the Sharktacons were actually a rerun from the 2019 cosplay event, but they they had greatly enhanced their costumes over the over the uh, intervening three years, and well deserved their win. Um, a wonderful amount of cosplay that went on. Haven't put too much of it out on social because I I feel like the cosplay contest is one of those things where you sort of you should attend the convention to see it. 
Um, but there's there's a bit out there. People people videotape the whole thing. I said videotaped. People people recorded the whole thing and have have put it up online. Um, this is a this is a bit of an example of what you see in the in the dealer room. This is uh, this is Kapow Toys. Um, they had the convention exclusive, as you can see the uh, the MMC. I can't. I, you know what's it? What's it called? Um, Something Promenon. Op- Optus Promenon. I can't say Optus too many times, or else Singtel will Singtel will come after me with the, their legal team. Uh, Optus Promenon, which is their Optus Pex. Um, I think he's like War Within, or he's a Cybertronian mode Optimus Prime. Um, this is, it, a, this is like, the Shattered Glass version. Yeah, it's the sort of um, Chaos Theory slash. Um, yes, oh, you're right. It's one, of, one, yeah. one of the older Cybertronian modes from some of the earlier stories. Yeah, it's sort of yeah. like the default Cybertronian Prime from IDW. Yeah. Um, Lo- lovely, lovely figure. I've seen many photos on. A lot of people really like this figure. I haven't taken mine out of the box yet, but um, in fact, I, I haven't, I haven't opened most of the things from TF Nation. But yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, I got to hold a, an absolutely fantastic uh, Optimus Primal sword. Um, this, uh, so this is this is a 3D printed sword. <laughs> It's uh, it's amazing. So, uh, so of course, like I, you know, I had to had to hold it up and pretend that I have the power, like that other franchise. Um, <laughs> Nick Roche, also also very uh, very well regarded uh, IDW uh, author and uh, author and artist. Um, lovely guy. Stopped for stopped for a chat as we were wandering around, wandering around the dealer room. Uh, this a similar photo for this one has already gone out on the <laughs> gone out thanks to few. <laughs> um, Bunch of us went out and had a had a nice drink by the lake on uh, on the Saturday night, and uh, I've heard yeah, about that. <laughs> all all fa- all fantastic folks. Um, so yeah, uh, really really enjoyed it. I I think we're I, I think heard we're there were many out. drinks by the lake. There were many I drinks heard? by the lake, but when when I went out there, it was sort of it was getting it was getting pretty late, and I think I, I think we decided because we had run out of alcohol, we basically went to the bar at the Hilton, grabbed a couple of drinks each, and then went out. And so like. Once we've drunk the drinks, it's time to go back and get more, and then we just decided to stay there. But uh, yeah, it was lo- lovely time hanging out by the lake. Most of the time, most of the time at TF Nation, you hang out at the bar, but this this was a little bit different, and it was also nice to sort of get out because the the weather was weather was so hot. Uh, Gavin Spence, who uh, who makes the Transformers reviews done quick, the TRDQ. Um, shorts on youtube which i was very happy to tell him i is one of the only things that i subscribe to on youtube <clears throat> even though we're on youtube um <laughs> because uh it suits my attention span um i do not i do not have the patience to watch 20 minute detailed exhaustive breakdowns of figures I, i've got about two minutes and you've got about two minutes to explain to me uh, what the figure is why you like it show show its alt mode and then i'm i'm done uh, so yeah, Gavin. Gavin is lovely. Gavin also makes pins, uh, which, uh, as you might know, pins are pins are something that is you know sort of close to my heart for a collector. So I, I will show you Gavin's pin later for this year. There's James Roberts himself there. Um, and uh, while I, while I was chatting to James Roberts, uh, Jack Lawrence ran over for a hug, and Jack Lawrence gives some of the best hugs that you can get at conventions. So, uh, if you do find yourself at a convention with Jack, do do avail yourself of the hug service. Um, Jim Sorensen, uh, token, 
I say token American. There are a few. There are a few Americans there. I think there were. I think there were a couple. There were a couple of Americans and a couple of Australians there. So I think that I think the Australians may have outnumbered the Americans, but we'll see. And there's Andrew Wildman. And as I, as I said earlier, you know, I, was, I wasn't quite sure what to say. Uh, and Mark did put the the correct answer in the chat. And just said, "You say I love your work," and uh, and I do. So yeah, I was very very happy to meet very happy to meet Andrew Wildman after all of these all of these years. Um, there's another. Uh, this this one's the photo from the bar. I think this was this might have been the last. This, this might have been the last uh, non blurry photo I took from the bar before uh, before my the drinks amount the, the amount of drinks that I took started making the photos very blurry for the rest of the night. And uh, the man who knows everything about transformers and is happy to ask people difficult questions about them, Chris McFeely. Uh, so yeah, wonderful to meet people. I've thrown this one in simply because um, uh, the, the, this this lady's name is Grace Murray. So she sh she shares a surname with me, and she also wears an absolutely amazing uh, Rodimus Prime jacket to to the convention. And um, I I had not seen her wandering around the convention. So when I when I grabbed her in the bar, I was just like, oh my god, we need to need to get a photo. So that was that was fantastic. And. Uh, now, very briefly, I'm just gonna gonna go very briefly and talk about this photo, which um, shows a familiar but different cast of Transformers the movie. Now, I don't know how much you've seen about this uh, about this panel, Max. Do you? Do you know I've much about read what as much as I, I've read as much as I can find out about this. I thought this was <laughs> yeah, fascinating. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll let you take it away. I'm only gonna I'm only gonna very briefly go through it. Like there's enough there's enough information out there out there that people can go through it themselves. Um, on the Saturday night at TF Nation, uh, Chris McFeely and Jim Sorensen took us through the contents without without letting people have the script itself. Um, uh, Jim said that he he had uh, been cataloging things in Flint Dill's garage and found the original first draft for Transformers the movie. Now. This is the thing that was had thought to be lost to time, um, and, and to, in actual fact, it was lost to Flint's garage, um, and uh, and so they were able to they were able to sort of get get an agreement that like while they can't distribute the script, they can talk about what was in it, and so the the main event for the Saturday night panel was born, and so what they what they did was they they sort of they detailed what they were going to talk about and and talk about the quality of the script and the events that happened within it. And they're going to get some of the community artists that they they often get to illustrate um, things that happen at these panels, like the the Transformers animated season four from a few years ago. And they're going to get some of the some of the artists from the community to illustrate things that and they, they've done it in such a way that it looks like it's a still from a movie that never was. And so there's a few there's a few big differences um, between the first draft of Transformers the movie and uh, what we eventually got as the as the the animated movie in 1986 and um, some of the big differences are that uh, the bad guy is not Unicron uh, the the bad guy is a a being called the entity who inhabits a giant planet and one of the planet's moons is uh, is known as Unicron but uh, Unicron himself does not uh, sort of make his presence felt um, by and large, the the beats of the movie you can you can see the DNA from the first draft making it through into the final into the final um, the final product, but things happen very differently. Um, it's not the year two thousand and five. There is no Autobot City. 
um, the big battle that starts the movie is actually just a battle at a, at a, a steel mill, you know, with the usual thing of the Decepticons trying to steal uh, steal energy from um, from, the, from the steel mill. Um, Notably, they there's... don't kill off the entire cast. Absolutely, um, they they so they do not kill off the entire cast. However, there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of things that. There's a bunch of things that happened in the script that we know were changed in future drafts. Um, so, in the in the battle at this the battle at the steel mill, Prime and Megatron do fight do fight each other to the death. Uh, Prime does pass away on on his uh, on his medical bed in the Autobot base, as we're familiar with. Um, Megatron makes it back to Cybertron, but then passes away, and his his spirit leaves his body and before they could capture his spirit it drifts off into deep space where he meets the entity who uh promises him ultimate power etc if he serves him and reincarnates him as galvatron um optimus prime passes his matrix and uh i say his matrix because in according to this according to this draft of the movie all transformers have a matrix and their matrix is a tiny version of themselves so uh when optimus prime dies his matrix which is a tiny version of optimus prime in a green jar gets passed to magnus who you can see it on this um on this screen here and uh when when magnus gets optimus prime's matrix he then becomes ultra magnus um so the long story short is the entity the entity creates Galvatron. Galvatron goes back to Cybertron, converts all the remaining Decepticons to serve the entity, and then they come back to Earth to uh, to um, pillage pillage Earth for um for all of all of the Earth's energy and uh, uh, do terrible terrible things. And uh, there's a there's a large um, there's a large battle, and in the in the final battle, um, Daniel, who is not spike's son in this draft of the movie but uh, daniel greatly assists in defeating galvatron and uh prime's matrix chooses daniel <laughs> to to uh <laughs> incorporate with and uh and become uh, p potentially the new leader of the autobots i guess um and so then while while we might say the matrix chose hot rod originally the matrix chose daniel uh, a couple of notable things um, in in this first draft of the movie, Galvatron kills everyone. All of the all of the new characters get killed off at Galvatron's hand, which we know we know from future drafts of the movie resulted in a note from Hasbro saying you can't do this. Um, <laughs> you you can't kill all of these new characters because we need to sell toys of them. Here is a list of characters that you can kill, and that basically became the kill list that made it into the '86 movie. So everyone who was everyone who was upset about uh, prowl prowl and everyone dying uh starscream does not die in the movie but um as the, as they were fond of saying on stage he does get his ass kicked no less than four times um so that, that's always pretty fun and um there was one guy there was one guy at tf nation who um just by random chance i had a bunch of things to give away and i randomly gave a prowl guy a, a prowl coin to this guy and he's just exclaimed oh my god prowl is my favorite character this is amazing and it's, as okay. they said i didn't uh, realize the person like that existed some some people oh, some people some people love the guy uh, and so uh, when they said on stage oh um prowl doesn't die in this draft of the movie one person just went yes and i'm pretty sure that it was the same guy is he a cop sorry i said is he a cop <laughs> uh he might he might he, he might be a cop we uh, i don't know uh, as as they say over there policeman 
Um, but yes, <laughs> we'll see. Or law enforcement, law enforcement officer. Um, no, so there's a few... everyone's got their favourite. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone does. There's a few differences you can you can see in the you can see in the movie uh, in the the still here. Um, the figure on the figure on the left next to Hot Rod is not Cup, um, but is a is a, a different character. Cup Cup sort of came about in later drafts, and uh, you can also see some of the some of the designs in this artwork. Are, are based on some of the original designs that that made it out around the time uh, around around the well, in the in the eighties or so, um, and some of the notes that have uh, been found from uh, uh, Flo Derry's work. So um, Magnus here looks very much like uh, Orion Pax because they decided, they went with a different design for Ultra Magnus, and as the guy said on the, said on the stage in the panel, Flo Derry does not like to waste designs. So um, <laughs> that design became Orion Pax. Uh, so yeah. That, uh, look, uh, there are there are longer and better summaries of the uh, of the panel that you can you can read to find out all about the the, the Transformers the movie that never was. Um, there's a bunch of um, there's a bunch of people who've uh, started to create figures based on based on uh, some of the designs that were seen and some of the things that we know. There was there was a triple changing train um, that was very much the fan favorite. His name's Rails. Tra- is tr- is his robot what passes for a robot mode is actually a giant snake and he turned the tide of the battle at the at the steel mill so um people very much want a rails figure and uh, i think there's several several customizers and 3d printers who have decided to uh, to go for it um a couple of things a couple of things going there's uh, there's a, a couple of comments say that a comic book adaption would be cool that that would be an interesting one a few people have actually suggested that this might be this might be an interesting take for whoever picks up the comics license at the end of the year when when it, it leaves idw might be an interesting idea for them to sort of stamp their stamp their own uh stamp their own um you know stamp of creativity on, on the franchise by by trying to adapt to this could be interesting um yeah and uh yeah so yeah there were, so yeah there were there were a bunch of there was a bunch of bunch of comments in there um yeah, uh, Mark says head in head in the jar, very Futurama. Yeah, the um, I I actually had one of those little uh, I had one of the little masterpiece uh, Optimus Prime uh, giveaway figures there on the on the Sunday. I was like, does anyone have a jar? Like we can we can make a Prime Matrix with with this figure. Uh, sadly, no one did, so uh, I ended up just giving it to someone. But anyway, that was uh, that was that was the TF Nation experience for me, and that was probably the probably the most notable panel. That panel has created ripples that have been felt throughout the Transformers fandom in the last few weeks, and it's been yeah, it was it, just like being in just like being there for the uh, the Transformers animated season four script reading. Like it's been wonderful to be able to say you know I, I was sitting in the room and I experienced it firsthand. Um, my my poor thirteen year old nephew uh, sat through about a quarter of the of the panel and then just went I don't know what this is about and then left and went to go and do <laughs> went to went to, left and went to go do something else I think he went to go and play Switch because um, he hasn't seen the original Transformers the movie so um, he had absolutely no point of reference for what they were talking about <laughs> unlike 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 the rest of us who like have it indelibly indelibly etched into our into our memories. So yeah, with that, uh, with that all said and done, 
that's my wrap up of notable things that happened this week or month. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff with uh, going on with TF Nation, and I think we should start talking about a little bit of a uh, little bit of news. What, what do you think, Max? Can't hurt. Can't hurt. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, it could. It depends. Depends how heavy the news is, and oh, uh, uh, yeah, I guess we do have Revenge of Fallen toys to talk about. So <laughs> yeah. <it could> <laughs> Yeah, there are some there are some studio series figures to talk about. Uh, switching switching gears to talk about news, um, we like to open the news with a bit of bit of an update on local releases. Uh, I'm not going to talk about what's on screen just yet. Uh, Legacy Wave Two, um, yeah, Legacy Wave Two, you'll find sort of spread across JB Hi-Fi and EB Games. Um, I think I think you'll find G Axis and Soundwave at EB Games. And, Do we know uh, if that's hitting regular retail? Like, well, th- it's an so it's an interesting question. So, so you'll find the deluxes at JB Hi-Fi, and you can also find Blitzwing at JB Hi-Fi. What I what I think is going to end up happening here, I I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast before or not. What I think is happening here is that you're going to start seeing a bit of a a bit of a stratification of retail in Australia and so if you want this stuff as soon as it's released you're going to have to go to JB Hi-Fi or EB Games or somewhere else somewhere else that we would we would consider a more of a specialty store um, and like you said you 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 said mass retail then as well and so like mass retail would be like the big department stores like you know like Maya Kmart Big W and Target I think that really covers and yeah. I, I, think I guess I'm um, sorry. I, I think I think what you're going to find is that if you want the figures as soon as they're released, you're going to have to go to JB or EB and pay a little bit of a premium on them to make sure that you get them when they when they first come out. And if you and then if you wait a month or two, they might come to one of the mass retailers as well. But I, I think I think we've seen so we've seen JB Hi-Fi has been really good at getting these figures on shelves uh, really quickly. Uh, they actually got they actually got the GI Joe His Tank Megatron out on shelves at the start of August, and that was I think that was um, I think that was before uh, before most of the, before it was released for most of the other parts of the planet. Um, they also ha- currently have Shattered Glass Ultra Magnus on their on their store shelves, and um, he hasn't even been released. Uh, he hasn't even been released around Asia. He's come out in the UK. So um, JB is doing a pretty good job of keeping up to pace with current retail releases it's going to be interesting to see how well they keep that up long term because they're already starting to get a few things shelf forming there like they've still got the golden disc sets hanging around but i think the i think the regular release waves are kind of moving in and out of their stores pretty well and i think as people realize that they're a reliable source to get transformers they're going to you know they're, they're going to be higher up on people's lists of places to go at the moment it still feels like a bit of a novelty going into a jb hi-fi store and coming out with a transformer well yeah and even even if you look at the EB games example right like zing only it was only a few years ago that became a major thing around the country where you'd actually have a place to buy this sort of stuff so it's um yeah it, it is actually quite a recent phenomenon that we have you know, like collectors stuff at, you know, at chains across the entire country. We just haven't really had that before. So that's right. I, I, I think it, with it doesn't EB, look like it's of... going anywhere anytime soon is the other thing. So if these no, things ho- do not. tend to congregate towards JB and EB and whatever else might fill that void, then it, it's yeah. probably not going to be a terrible thing. Uh, so we should be clear that when we say EB, we also do mean Zing because they are the same company. And in fact, 
most of the time now they are the same. They are the same stores. Um, what's uh, so? I, I what I was going to say with with EB this this sort of started a few years ago with the Haslab Unicron, and that was sort of like wow, okay, that that's that's a transformer that's turned up at EB Games, and then they suddenly started bringing in other things like Gen Selects and and, and Gen, the Gen Selects line had not really found much of a much of a presence on Australian shelves. And so it was really cool to see that start turning up. Um, and so now we're at the point where EB Games gets regular regular wave releases. They do price them pretty high though. So, you know, I think I've seen deluxes at EB Games go for $45. And this is a size class that a couple, you know, like the generally accepted price point for them is $30. That's been the price at Kmart for years. Kmart's put their price up to $35 now. There's been... There's been multiple price rises over the years that Kmart hasn't really passed on. So an extra five bucks for a deluxe at Kmart is still pretty good and affordable. They have also held down the price of Voyagers and there's a cracking good price on the Velocitron Leader that we'll, we'll get to shortly. But um, I do think, I, I think, like I said, if, you, if, you, if you're worried about getting this stuff and you want it first and you want it sooner, sooner, than, sooner than everyone else and sometimes sooner than everyone else on the planet, like you're going to end up going to JB or EB and pre-ordering stuff. Now, JB doesn't really have much of a pre-order for Transformers going, but I think they're going to start doing that. Um, and uh, EB Games is well known to offer offer pre-orders for figures that are that are upcoming. Um, having said that, uh, let's talk about let's let's talk about the, uh, the the items on screen at the moment. So this is the. We're looking at the the Kmart Velocitron listings now. As promised a while ago, uh, Velocitron did hit Kmart in August, and uh, it's it's causing quite some consternation <laughs> to people because, uh, as we know, Kmart will not offer specific orders of specific items online. You end up you end up picking an assorted piece and hoping that you get what you want. Um, so. There are five deluxes in the Velocitron line, so if you order if you order one piece, then you have have a one in five chance of getting the figure that you want. If if indeed the figure that if there's one one figure that you want out of it, um, Voyagers, there's two of them, so you got a 50-50 chance. But at least with leaders, there's only one. So if you do want to get the if you do want to get leader scourge, you're quite safe to order it online. Now, the controversy that we've been seeing is that. Uh, the most popular figure of the line, which did catch Hasbro by surprise, and we've, we've spoken with Hasbro, it's not hearsay. They really were caught off guard by the popularity of Cosmos. I mean, I'm just going to turn the, yeah, turn the screenshot off the, there. The other thing with the popularity of Cosmos is that you, when they were talking about it on one of the live streams, they specifically stated, oh, you know, we feared it. We were going to originally retool it uh, um, out of Origin Mumblebee. And then, you know, it, it became a thing of they realised that they could technically afford to do it just with a smaller amount of um, steel moulding than they necessarily right, yeah. need with that budget. So it's, it was clear from the outset that Cosmos was a bit of an afterthought. Like, it's not, you know, he wasn't high on the list of priorities at all. That's right. So, um, so Co Cosmos has turned out an absolutely fantastic figure. He's very well regarded. Um, he's brilliant. He's, yeah, he's absolutely he, he brilliant. Oh, you've got him. You've got him there too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're being very cruel showing these on the show. But... No, no. Look, look. Um, so look. The, so 
as you said, Cosmos was originally not going to be a major focus of the line. He he was going to be a retool. They didn't expect him to be very popular. And so they gave him a one in eight um, case assortment. And so the the fact that... I'll, I'll put the screen share back up. So the fact of the matter is that with five with five figures in the line, and one of them's uh, in fact, Kmart's only got three showing up there. But with five five deluxe figures in the line, something's going to lose out in a in a case assortment of eight of eight pieces. So like um, you'll have you'll have five pieces, and then there's three that'll be duplicates. So there's two pieces that miss out. And in the case of the Velocitron wave, it's Cosmos uh, originally was going to be a retool. So they didn't a retool of another figure. They didn't expect them to be very popular. And Clampdown. Clampdown is also a retool of the Siege Lamborghini mold that's been seen many times before. They also didn't expect that to be very popular. Clampdown doesn't seem to be as in demand as Cosmos, but Cosmos is definitely causing quite a lot of angst for, for people. Yeah, um, I think that sort of just comes down to Cosmos is an established character. Clampdown has only ever really existed as a repaint. Yeah, so, I, 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 it, think, I think that's very true. Yeah, and It is one of the more, I guess, beloved recurring repaints like I, I don't know if you're going to find many people who are particularly excited about the latest burnout right but it is you know yeah a lot because uh claim band does seem to be a bit more of a uh demand by scarcity rather than yeah, uh, demand so, by a particular attachment so clampdown clampdown is popular with people who want to complete their their lamborghini set right so like you'll have um side swipe red alerts uh, deep cover tiger, tiger track like there's an, an increasing number of Lambros that come out regularly now and so um, Clampdown is a figure that I don't think I don't think they've actually done as a chug release before like he they had a masterpiece figure a few years ago as a, a retool of the sideswipe mold and no, it's literally just this the hobby and the masterpiece yeah uh, and so I've, I mean, he's there if you if you if you're looking at the five pixels on the left of the screen I'm, I'm holding him up there but I've been fond of I've been fond of the siege, the siege Lambo mold, the the Cybertronian um, sideswipe for a really long time. Um, I was really really happy when they made the Earth the Earth mode version of it in Kingdom as well. Um, so yeah, he's yeah he's been fantastic. Uh, but yeah, Clampdown is there for people who want to complete their sets. But Cosmos is Cosmos has taken people by surprise. People will say that Hasbro should have anticipated the demand for him, but. The fact of the matter is that the last time they did a the last time they did a Cosmos, he shell formed, and that was the Titans Return. That was the Titans Return figure, which was a retool or a, a re, repaint. Anyway, it's repaint. Thanks, Google. <laughs> hey, Google the... Stop before it plays anything. <laughs> <laughs> the um, I guess the thing with the Titans Return one is that that shell formed quite heavily, but it shell formed quite heavily after it's still going. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's still talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she quite heavily after the Throttling Thirty version. That's true. Which, yeah. um, you know, which was I remember that thing going for you know like fifty bucks on the aftermarket back when it released. Um, and it, granted, that Jeez, was really yeah, yeah. That you know that may have also been a product of scarcity in a way because it's easy to forget now, but a lot of Throttling Thirty wasn't actually released in Australia at all. Hmm. Um, yeah, so, so, so that, that, was... that can definitely be a, a cause for a cause for some of that. Uh, but that well. that old Legends was a real fan favorite, and so they put out a Times Return version, 
And I feel I feel like it got a bit of praise at the time for the fact that I did it. And yeah, obviously it <laughs> didn't go too well. Yeah, I guess I guess the thing is that at the at the time, like anyone who wanted the cosmos had him, and I think they're in, they're in danger of they're in danger of that now. Like I, I've I've got a bunch that are coming in on import for for members who need them, um, and so like we know Has Hasbro has said that this has caught them off guard. So like they're gonna they're gonna bring him around and repack him in something else in the future. There is a there is a peculiar thing that happens with some of these molds is that. Um, and we know this from some discussions that uh, uh, Mark Maher has had with people on Instagram, which is that the items that go into the Walmart exclusive lines remain exclusive to those lines for a while. And so uh, we didn't see a VW Bumblebee for a couple of years after his uh, Netflix packaging released. And we've seen that mold reused this year in the Creatures Collide pack as Goldbug. So... It seems like maybe there's about a two-year exclusivity period. So don't know, don't know quite what's going to happen with uh, with old Cosmos. Whether they can use yeah. the mold again for, or, or if people will have to wait a while for it. Maybe the next moldy pack will just be VW Bumblebee, um, Netflix Sandwave, yeah. and just, Cosmos. Just put all the rare things into in, just yeah. put all the rare things into <laughs> one packet at once and just sell it sell it as cheap as possible. And then we can have this one hundred dollar pack shelf forming everywhere. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah, like that. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, but I, I feel was... like the scarcity, the demand for Cosmos may also be driven by that a little bit. You know, um, by the experience yeah. of some Netflix figures, like you know, I yeah, uh, I recall the, skipping the, the, the Netflix waves entirely. I just wasn't aware. Just thinking, oh, I'll pick them up down the track. You know, it's mm -hmm. a retail figure, and they've since absolutely skyrocketed. And I've sort of resigned myself to the fact that I'm not getting them unless they get a re-release. Um, yeah. And I, I imagine there's a lot of people in a similar boat who've gone, right, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Grab them now. I, I, I think there's, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of angst that goes around about acquiring these figures. And part of it, I think, is based on the fact that things like the Netflix line came in in limited numbers and they went. And that is, that is like, anecdotally, what we're seeing with the Velocitron line is that they come in, they they, they come in, word gets out that they're at a Kmart store and then you go back the next day and they're all gone. Like even that is almost unheard of. Like you, most Kmart stores are still trying to get rid of Kingdom Deluxes. To, to have Velocitron things come in and sell out within a day is pretty astonishing. Now whether they're being, whether they're being purchased by people who are buying them to flip, I don't know. I think, I think that... I think that we tend to have a bit of a we tend to sort of regard the the scalper in inverted quotes as a bit of a boogeyman and the 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 scalper is the person that we can blame for buying things that we just simply weren't able to find in stores. Um, I think I think we as collectors don't recognize behavior that we do when others do it. Like we will walk into a store and we'll go, oh my God, guys, I've, I've found Velocitron. Who wants me to pick them up? A Cosmos or a Burnout or, or a Scourge? And five, five of our friends will be just like, can you grab me one while you're there? And so you pick up a pile of, a pile of Transformers and you head to the checkout. And you know, you're happy because you've, you've bought all of these things for all of your friends. The next collector will walk past you and just go, oh my God, he's a scalper. You know, like, like I, just, I, yeah. I, just, I, I think the simple fact is that there's a lot of people and there's a lot of demand for these figures. And, so and also children still science. buy these things. You know, pa parents buy these for their kids. It's not like that, when, when I went in, 
That's and absolutely got mine. right. Let, let's let's just bring up the the scourge box there. There's an eight plus on on the scourge box, right? Like this is a, this is a, a toy that's designed for eight year olds and above. Yeah, and like I I'm in Armadale at the moment, which is a you know reasonably small town. You know, it's it's not tiny, but it's you know it's, it's smallish. How so many I, how many traffic out, lights are there? Uh, two. And you just looked out the window because you can see the whole town. No, I was, I was just <laughs> pretty much. No, I just had to think for a sec. But yeah, there's there's two traffic lights in town on the same street. Um, yeah, fair enough too. Yeah. Yeah, but I went I went I went through like, I went through as, as a couple example, of months ago. It's much the same. Yeah, like as an example, right? The only place you can buy any of this stuff in town is Kmart. Yeah, um, I've I've checked. <laughs> So and Kmart. Matt, got, Matt, Max, uh, Max has gone door to door now, down Main Street. Have you got any transformers for a for a, a, a very? A I've, very... I've got a little flyer of Cosmos. I've been putting around all the uh, power plants. <laughs> wanted dead or alive. But by the time just put, I... just, just put up the X Files. I want to believe poster with Cosmos on it. <laughs> but you know, I, I was sort of going into Kmart once they started hitting shelves after work and just saying, you know, where are they? And um, you know, they put out. Initially, I put out a stock, uh, four pack, uh, like four of the scourges, and they because they had all this Kingdom Deluxe's shell forming, they didn't they didn't put out any of the Deluxe's, didn't put out any of the Voyages, um, and by the time those came out, which was uh, late last week, uh, the scourges had all sold out, and I don't mm. think, <laughs> yeah, I I don't think there's, there's you know four collectors in town to buy scourges because I just haven't seen anyone. You know, you, you tend to get a finger on the pulse of these things, and I just haven't. You know, I've looked on Gumtree and stuff. It just doesn't seem to be people in town in this in town who collect this stuff. Like, obviously, there would there would be people, but I don't think that there's a massive demand. Everyone's going to quickly run in and grab the scourges from the one Kmart in town. You know, um, so, parents so are buying one, things for their kids. Yeah, so the, so they're really they're really good. Like, they're good things to buy for kids for Christmas presents. But the other the other thing to remember though is that the way that Kmart's website works is that your stock comes from your nearest store. So there might not be people in Armadale, but there might be people in nearby towns who, when they order Scourge online, it comes from that store, and so it depletes that store's stock. Oh yeah, true. But I guess the, the other thing is like by the time the Deluxes and the Voyages came in, you know, um, I got a Cosmos and Clampdown because they were left. But um, you know, I think it was otherwise. It was just like. Uh, it was a couple of blurs, and that was it. Like Road Rocket, um, Burnout. I haven't, and I haven't actually opened my blur yet. Um, whatever the other one was, I've, they were completely gone. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've opened Cosmos. I've opened Clampdown. I haven't opened Blur yet. Those are the only figures that I'm I'm keeping for myself from this line. Um, I may get I may get an override, and I may get a scourge later. Um, EB Games put up Scourge, which we should talk about the price point for Scourge. EB Games put Scourge yeah. up for sixty dollars, uh, and people, are like, oh, that's that's a that's a crazy price point. Like you know, leaders are leaders are ninety plus dollars. Um, EB did very quickly correct that price to one hundred and ten dollars, but they do seem to be honouring their original price for for pre-orders if you paid it in full. And I think if you go into the store and you have a bit of an argument with them on pickup, you'll probably get it for sixty dollars. However, Kmart then surprised everyone by putting the putting Scourge the leader out for seventy nine dollars, which is the the cheapest leader class figure that we've had in uh, we've had in years. 
So yeah, like the, the Kmart's pricing is very interesting for these guys. Like I said, the deluxes of deluxe point price point has moved up by five bucks. Voyagers still holding steady at fifty, although I think they've gone up to fifty-five for some of the other some of the other lines. And um, yeah, the leader class leader class scourge, which he's a he's a retool of the uh, retool of the Earthrise and um, Kingdom Prime. Um, plus, you know, a few things to damage with Needlenose, Needlenose uh, truck cab, and the trailer. But um, I mean, that's how they've done leaders for a while. He's like a Voyager style figure with with extra bits. Seventy nine bucks, really good price for him. So you know, there's, there's, it, it just goes to yeah, show considering... that if you price these things well, they move. Yeah, and considering that the sort of quote unquote premium leaders over the past few years, you know, stuff in Gen Selected and the exclusive lines have been pushed, you know, they've pushed a hundred bucks at the retailers that they've shown up at. You know, this one this is really the first one that I think has shown up at mass retail and it's substantially cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. So um having like, like I said, having been in touch with Hasbro about Cosmos. Uh, I do have to say that uh, the news is not great. So the line is exclusive to Kmart here and Kmart, Kmart ordered their stock ages ago and their stock was allocated and it shipped. And so at least the last time I spoke with Hasbro about this, they said we can't just, we can't just bring Cosmos into the country and sell him through EB Games or Amazon because Kmart does have exclusivity on the line. So there's... They'll, they'll, there will have to be something else that happens, or um, they'll have to restock the line somewhere down somewhere down the way. Whether they can um, whether they can persuade Kmart to take solid crates of Cosmos, which will then probably shell form, knowing knowing how the community gets a little bit fickle about this stuff, um, or if maybe they can maybe they can update a case assortment to you know send half Cosmos and then a you know a clamp down and a couple of the other figures or something like that, but. Um, it's a it's a little bit it's a little bit thorny when it comes to it comes to getting Cosmos in Australia at the moment. If you can if you can locate one from overseas, you might want to you might want to get that import. But I will also say that people are still finding them at Kmart stores. Kmart stores are restocking as well. So, um, like you said, the this 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 wave has disappeared out of Kmart stores really fast. It comes in and it goes, and we have seen stores in Sydney and I think. I think there was one. There was one that was reported in WA that um, they got a second, they got a second, uh, second helping of the stock in, in and out, uh, went out just as quickly, but they are restocking. Yeah, and the important thing to, to note as well is that Kmart's online like stock tracker for stores it does not work. Just, just ignore it. <laughs> just, it, it's Look, not going to help you. It told, many... like for instance, it told me that they were sold out, and I got mine. Um, and yeah, like you're right, they are restocking. Or I went. Um, you know, Scourge was sitting there for a week, nothing had happened, and then a week later, they decided to put out the deluxes. Yeah. So, you know, they're cycling through things. You know, each store is going to do stuff differently. So Yeah, that's true. I mean, at the end of the day, the stock is still placed out there by humans, and if a human looks at the shelf and just goes, I can't fit that on there, then they might put it back out the back. People people have had some luck actually asking the staff if they have particular particular characters and stuff out the back, and um, and they'll get them. So that happens. Um, you did mention the you did mention the stock tracker, and I just I just want to talk about. Mark says I got caught out by that tracker with Motormaster as well. Kmart's stock tracker. Many people have spent many hours trying to trying to figure out how it might work or how it works or what it is if it's on a delay or if it's if it's 
predictive or if it means that stock's in the back but not in, not in the store or anything like that. Ultimately, it's not reliable. It doesn't really matter why it's not reliable. You may as well just go into the store and check for the, check for the product that you want. And if you can't find it, just ask. But do remember, do remember, do be, do be polite. It's not the staff's fault that this is rare and it's not the staff's fault that um, the stock tracker doesn't work. Uh, and of, of course, you know, like you should always, you should always be polite and, and kind when you're dealing with retail staff because the shit that they see is pretty astonishing sometimes. Once in a while, we'll even see a cosmos. Yes, then, yeah. <laughs> okay, occasionally you'll see a cosmos. Uh, it makes me, it actually makes me really happy that um, I picked up my cosmos in Singapore and took him took him to the uk to tf nation where velocitron was also sold in that dealer room and yes cosmos disappeared first in that dealer room as well so um the rest of the line was around but no one could find a cosmos however the interesting thing about cosmos is that they all appear to be sitting on smith's store shelves somewhere across the uk there's there are stores that have 20 of the things um so if you've got if you've got family in the uk um, find out where they find out the postcode where they live. Plug it into the the Smiths um, stock stock locator, which does appear to be accurate, unlike Kmart. Plug it into the Smiths stock locator and just ask them if they can go pick one up for you, and then work out how to get it here. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a much less uh, much less hassle if you go and do that that way. Um, take advantage of family friends. I mean, you could also just you know. You can also just blunder into a Facebook group for Transformers in the UK and ask people and you know, throw yourself upon some people's mercies and see what they might do. Anyway, that's the, uh, that's the, <laughs> that's the depressing state of, uh, of um, Velocitron in Australia. Uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot that we can... There's not a, lot of, not a lot of help that we can offer, but as I said, I am importing a bunch for TCCA members. Um, so... If you're interested in a Cosmos, um, yeah, you can, you can talk to me, but they are a bit more expensive having come in from the UK. So yeah, um, before we get on to before we get on to the rush for the rest of the news, because we actually are an hour already, um, the uh, the overseas release of Note this week is the final premium finish figure, the uh, Studio Series Premium Finish 05 Optimus Prime. And I can't remember which, I can't remember which version of Optimus Prime it is. I think it's, I think it's one from either Revenge of the Fallen or Dark of the Moon. Um, no the idea. Premium, <laughs> no, I don't know either. The premium finished movie bots have been quite well received. The premium finished War for Cybertron bots perhaps a little bit less so, depending on the depending on the actual release. Um, but uh, I, I think. I think the the premium finish line has probably run its course. I think Takara's kind of gotten diminishing returns from it. I don't think they I don't think they actually had a, a parallel War for Cybertron 05 uh, for this this one. So I'm just sort of snuck onto the end. Yeah, so I checked and it's the original Voyager Prime um, from Studio Isn't Series. Interesting, interestingly, not the sort of beefed up retool. I thought that I thought that was the oh, it I is beefed up. I thought that was one of the earlier Studio Series releases. I, I thought I thought this SSO five was one of the later movies. Maybe I'm just misremembering which one's which because it, it does look to have that sort of flat chest. Let's 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 very quickly go to the Google and see what <laughs> we can see. Um, premium finish SSO five is Revenge of the Fallen, Optimus Prime. 
So not the not the original one from the 2007 movie, but from yeah. the 2009 movie. So yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah, it's SSO five, which is yeah. that. That's I think that's um. Yeah, so that's Wave One. So it's not it's the original Revenge of a Fallen Prime from Wave One of Studio Series. Just but not because yeah, right. they did they did that Redux version later on. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, like there's been Optimus Prime figures. Every every ten Studio Series releases, there's an Optimus Prime. In fact, I think I, it's I been a while since there track. was one. But yeah, no, not, <laughs> not that big of that. Um, you know what? I'm, we've got a we've got a bunch of we've got a bunch of news stories to talk about. But um, given that we've given that we've spent a while talking about the state of retail in Australia and um, sort of talking a little bit about stuff from TF Nation, I don't really. I'm not going to go through most of the news stories. I I, I do want to. I do want to speak to one specifically because um, we've been we've been off the air for so long. People would have been getting the news from other, from other locations, but um, one of the things that I did want to speak to specifically is this one that's come out this week. Um, it's the the black version of the um, Perceptor mold, which the Perceptor mold from Studio Series eighty six has been extremely well received. It's a really really nice figure. He's got a little bit of an unusual tilt on his uh, his his legs, the way that they fold around there. But that's that's also still cool. And um, where Perceptor goes, Magnificus seems to follow. And uh, so we we did, we started hearing some rumours a couple of weeks ago that there was a black version of the Perceptor mold out there for sale for um, from some unscrupulous sellers. And uh, this appears to be an unscrupulous buyer who has purchased him and set him up for some pretty photos. Um, Bittick appears to be the person who runs this, and I cannot I cannot look at these photos without reading the word "bitch" over it as a <laughs> as a, a, a watermark. So yeah, um, he uh, he does of course have the uh, the 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 same the same alt mode, the um, the uh, microscope, and of course the the somewhat serviceable tank mode, uh, which which also featured as a, a an Easter egg for the uh, the original figure. Now. It's not entirely clear where this guy is going to be. Um, where this guy is going to be released, the shattered glass line this year has been doing double duty as a as a, a the as shattered glass and also sort of as a surrogate for Gen Selects figures. So where we've got, um, in fact, shattered glass blaster is pretty much is very straightforward. But the shattered glass Ultra Magnus um, also doubles as Delta Magnus, and they give, they give you a head in the box if you don't want him to have the zombie head that the shattered glass Ultra Magnus has. You can put a, a, a standard um, a standard Ultra Magnus head on him and just display him as Delta Magnus. There is um, Slicer, who's not not a shattered glass figure, but he is a retool a retool and a recolor of um, Wheeljack, and so. Rather than making him another character in sort of the Prime universe, they've shunted him over to Shattered Glass and gone, oh, you know, that's Slicer. Done the same thing with Flame War. And I don't... uh, So there's meant to be five Shattered Glass releases this year. The fifth one is very heavily rumoured to be Soundwave. And it's apparently also going to be the the Netflix Soundwave mould for being reused for the first time. Which means Magnificus is probably not going to be... In the shattered glass line. Well, notably, um, he has a purple percept, uh, insignia, whereas he, right. even though um, you know Flame War and uh, Slicer aren't technically shattered glass characters, they ha- they still have that red insignia from shattered glass. Yes, you. Yes, you and it's kind of right. just like suspend your disbelief a bit. Yeah. Whereas, so, but so he's definitely not a shattered glass figure. 
Yeah. Hmm. So it seems very likely that he's probably a Gen Select. There is one, and then people will, people will, people will lose their minds if this is the case. There is one more buzzworthy Bumblebee release that's on the on the cards for later this year. Now, those figures do not come to Australia. We've had um, we've had Origin Bumblebee, Autobot Silverstreak, uh, Toy Deco Pterosaur, and Toy Deco Dinobot, and the Creatures Collide pack this year. That line has not come to Australia. So, if this guy is in fact the last buzzworthy deluxe, um, you are going to want to you are going to want to contact your friends overseas to to purchase this on import. There's a a lot of toy stores in um, Singapore and Hong Kong will take take your order and, and ship the items to you at a good rate. He is um, a very Magnificus is a very Gen Select feeling kind of deco. You know, Gen Select is, has typically been a lot of diacline stuff, a lot of you know things that have been repaints in the past and that have been beloved repaints, but yeah, are, but aren't I, I really agree. major characters. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see Magnificus being a 2023 Gen Select release. Like if he's coming out of the factory now in September, October, November, December, maybe as a January or February release. So, you know, mm. like he might, you know, he, he may, may slip out somewhere, somewhere sooner. We'll see. Um, either way, very, very much looking forward to seeing him. Um, I, I, I've got, I've got the, the original e-hobby, the G1 Magnificus up in my e-hobby shelf and he's in fact i just realized is stood next to the gen generations uh, magnificus as well the thrilling 30 perceptor retool uh, redo so you know getting a third magnif- magnificus for that shelf will be uh you know, definitely definitely welcome so yeah um gen yeah gen selects magnificus is out there that's probably about the only the only bit of news that's really sort of from this week that that i want to talk about given the time constraints that we have um do you want to move on to um do you want to move on to uh talk about uh acquisitions sure um i i, I yeah. have a bunch i have a bunch of acquisitions from tf nations so like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go first on this <laughs> um I, oh you're not gonna go first no i'm not you can go first um i'm gonna line up my yeah i probably won't take too long just because i've <laughs> since i've moved to new south wales since i did the last show so i can't most of the stuff i bought isn't actually here <laughs> um i guess the big thing what the, what the big thing was when it came out i'm not sure if you picked them up but uh commander motormaster yes you want so I, 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 I do have a commander motormaster but i haven't opened him yet and like because you can't you can't make menasaur until the until you can't make Menasaur properly until Wave Four comes out, and it looks like Wave Four is going to be early next year at this point. So, uh, see, that, like, see in, that's what I'm loving no about rush. it is like, uh, uh, is it's given me time to appreciate them because uh, fair, you know yeah. I I, tra- I you know made Menasaur just for novelty of it to see how everything works when I first got Motor Master, and since I haven't touched that, and I don't want to touch that because you know you want I want to be able to appreciate that Motor Master for what it is. Because completely yeah. divorced from Menasaur, just in and of itself, it's phenomenal. Like it's an all timer. Um, just you know, there are a couple of little issues where it's like, you know, for being a commander scale figure, you know, something that's more divorced from regular price, more divorced from regular price point. Um, you know, there's a couple of articulation hindrances which I really feel like shouldn't be there. Um, I, know, I know a lot of people want the. 
you know would have liked the ability to put the the stunticons on the front of the legs instead of instead of the back and so that's another big thing yeah but uh, i think it wasn't it wasn't the design that they went with and like you can probably find you can probably find some upgrade kits that allow allow you to do that if you want it but ultimately if that if the menasaur design that they've gone with is not to your to your likings there's plenty of options around these days yeah and i kind of have to respect what they went with for the combiner in terms of just a very clear artistic intent of this is what we're doing and we're going to go hard on it and it's you know i attached an strip and you know it's set up the combiner in and of itself and it feels phenomenal it works better than any previous combiner by country mile it's yeah utterly fantastic but you combine that with Lodermaster in and of himself who's just you know he's kind of He's just classic Giron Motor Master, essentially, but updated just enough that he feels a bit special in his own right. Um, you know, really solid build quality, beautiful paint. But for me, the whole thing is the, tra- the transformation is just absolutely sublime. Yeah, the way I the do entire, need to over and try it. Like the, the entire alt mode, essentially, fought, just panel wraps up into his lower legs. And it's just, you know, panel formers, you know, is I feel like there's a difference between a panel former and a shell former. Because hmm. a shell former, I feel like, is something where you have these big bits dangling off and it is a literal shell. Whereas a panel former is something that is, it's not moving in chunks, it's panels moving around a mass and realigning themselves. And Modern Master is very much that, but it's a really satisfying process. Everything just locks in and it's a really, yeah, locks in super suddenly and it's just satisfying to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I think about what else is there. Um, th- picked up 3A Blitzwing from Mumbai. I'm going I'm to try ramble through there, run through things a bit quick. Um, <laughs> try, to, try, to, try to ramble coherently. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 3A Blitzwing from uh, the deluxe scale figure from Mumbai. Uh, that is fantastic. It's a nice little addition to that growing cast of characters in that movie. Um, I don't know if you have uh, a lot of people have skipped those because they're a lot of money and they're non-transforming. But in terms of just really, really nice figures that represent those characters, it's a beautiful line, and yeah, yeah it's, a, like it's you, a gorgeous design. You are right. A lot of people have a lot of people have skipped them. Um, it's not. It's not so like it, it's not that. Um, it's not that I don't appreciate them i just don't really have a place for that sort of slightly larger hyper detailed thing in my collection but they are really nice i have i have seen them and they are really nice and detailed they move nicely and they pose really nicely i definitely get it no yeah for me the place for that in my collection is that the cast of that movie specifically and that's it you know it's it's you know forms a really nice tight little display because uh, I also picked up the, um, trying to think of the third party name now, uh, Bingo Toys Wave Man, which is the shockwave from that movie. Yes, in fact, is that is that a new company, Bingo Toys? Yeah, so it's their first pro- release. Um, it technically, they wanted to make, make it so that it fits in with the 3A figures, but transforms, except mm. it barely transforms. It <laughs> sort of smudges itself. It makes a huge... There's a, a few like really convoluted movements into the shape of the gun. It's, it's not really coherent or intuitive at all. And the alt mode is terrible. It looks <laughs> doesn't look like anything. 
So, but if you just ignore that entirely, you're left with a figure that's essentially on par with the three A releases. Um, you know, that still that's cool. like, yeah, it's the same level of detail, same level of posability, uh, and about half the price as well. So, and I, I don't think three A's done Shockwave, have they? So yeah, no. I mean, uh, ooh. A lot, of, a lot of people are very, uh, a lot of people are very fond of the, the shockwave design from from the Bumblebee movie, and there's there's also a lot of um, there's also a lot of people who are a little bit disappointed that the only official version of him is a tiny core core class release as well. I have to imagine we'll be getting another one at some point. But, yeah, yeah I, I, I think I think so too. However, I do also think that it's. I also do think that it's pretty surprising that um, Hasbro chose to follow that up with another core release for Shockwave in the Legacy line. So, hmm, don't know. The running thing with him, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you, if you do, I guess if you're looking for a representation of Shockwave from that movie, um, Waveman is still very much available uh, from all usual third-party sellers. And Excellent. You know, if you ignore it as a transformer and just have it as a surrogate for something that fits in the free air line, it fits in perfectly. Um, mm. and I so, now, the, so, so now, if I, if I do like that, I need to buy more three A figures. Is what you're saying? You do. <laughs> so you can have you can have one thing that barely transforms, and a bunch yeah. of others which don't transform and cost twice as much money. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess the other thing which I don't have with me is. And it, it's uh, something I can't, won't spend too much time on because it's hard to describe without showing your product page. But there's uh, every once in a while, I like to just go on AliExpress and find some <laughs> knockoff, uh, like like a decent knockoff. This is, you know, this, is there are... this is like dumpster diving for AliExpress. Yeah, but like not not the super high quality knockoffs, but not the cheap knockoffs either. Like those mm. middle of a range ones, which are like slight improvements. Um, so I'd heard good things about the Siege Prime mold, and then also having watched the Kingdom series, which was, you know, Moving it on. had some qualities. <laughs> um, the one thing that I did really enjoy about that, and I think a lot of people seem to enjoy, was the take on Nemesis Prime there. And mm, the Nemesis, yeah. the version, the toy for that version, Nemesis Prime, was an exclusive that goes for a lot of money. Uh, and also comes with a whole bunch of trailer bits that no one really cares about. And so instead, I went on AliExpress and picked up the oversized knockoff of that Voyager, um, which cost about 40 bucks shipped and is is the size of, I think, well, was it? it's about the size of like, Unique Toys Perucule, like three, or is the thing I've got sitting next to it. It's about three quarters the size of Siege Jetfire, I yeah. should say. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, this exact same mold, but sort of a bit of bit nicer paint with some glossy metallics and stuff, a bit of die cast, um, added ratchet joints, and then a couple of little alterations to the transformation to clean up the kibble a bit. So, you know, there isn't really much to say about it. It's just Siege Prime, but bigger with some improvements. But if you're looking for a representation of that take on Nemesis Prime, it's uh, yeah, it's a very, very um, yeah, cheap and easy option. And yeah, yeah cool. it's a nice solid figure in hand. Um, I guess the only things I actually have with me, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about these at the same time, but... Uh, Why not? Cosmos and Clampdown. 
Oh yeah, well, I mean, like yeah. So we we We've both sort of already Cosmos touched on them down here. So yeah, um, I look, I, I I love Cosmos. He's a he's a fantastic little tubby UFO, and Clampdown. Like I said, I really love the Lamborghini mold. I, I yeah, yeah. I put a I put a post up on the Facebook group the other day. Just I sort of described it as like a like it's just a quintessential deluxe. Like it kind of just feels like. Mm what immediately comes to mind when you think of a deluxe class and that's not a bad thing whatsoever it's not it's not doing anything particularly remarkably well it just is good at what it does you know it's, See, it's not, I, I, it's I, not I, trying I, to be would, anything I, else it's just i, I would solid. actually i would actually argue that it actually does a lot of things remarkably well because people keep buying that mold when they reuse it like it is really intuitive to transform it's really easy and it's really simple and like um like even even i can transform that without looking at instructions and i'm i'm a, a serial instructioner yeah what one thing with transformation i think i was trying to figure out what i liked so much about it because it is very simple and it's not doing any sort of fancy tricks which usually entice you in mm -hmm. i think the thing i realized that really strikes me about it is that every motion you know often you need to have um a point of leverage when you're moving something Right, yeah. so if I've got Cosmos here, if I want to shift the shoulders, I've got to grab it at the torso and shift the shoulders up. Yeah. Right, like you need a point of leverage for a lot of motions. Uh, this mold doesn't need a leverage point for anything, if that makes sense. So everything you yeah. do is just like it's a natural flow. Like you just you're not, you're push you're not things working, and they move you're not in one direction. Anything? Yeah, they just move yeah. in one direction, one direction only, and then you're done. And you don't need a yeah, push pull. It's it's hard to describe on your point of leverage, but you know, it's just sort of like it's something you can transform by just like flicking it with one finger. Like you just mm -hmm. do that. Right? It's <laughs> does that does that make sense? You just you, you have to do very little to make it work yeah. for you. It it does, and that's why that's why I think the the transformation of it is actually really intuitive. It's it's a it's a fantastic and really fun design and it's also it's it was actually one of my favorite toys of i think 2020 was um the gigawatt repaint as well because it, it it really lends itself to being reused in multiple ways for different characters yeah it's it's just gorgeous and the the paint job on clamp down as well just yeah it's really beautiful yeah, I agree. The paint job has been a little bit controversial because his color scheme has changed a little bit from what we know as his masterpiece color scheme, but they sort of used some of those colors for red alert. So it, it's fair enough, but I think they, I think the new color scheme actually complements really well. Um, well, I think they've explicitly it's, it's, stated yeah. they want it to be more distinguishable from red alert. Yeah, so absolutely. So they swapped it out to be a bit sort of, yeah, it's gray and white instead of red and white, which isn't quite as exciting, but it does make him feel a bit more like his own thing. No, I think it's fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Take us away. I am gonna. I'm gonna do a thing here now. I've got. I've got my phone, and I'm hold. I'm holding my phone on the desk, and I've got it pointed at something. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring my, bring my phone in as an extra camera. Look at this. Incredibly technical. Now. Uh, how well can you how well can you see this figure here that's in in front of us? There's a it is a little um, blurry, but I'm getting the gist of it. Yeah. So so this is a this is a new Transformers animated figure that has not been seen before. He is a 
custom made animated smoke screen. He's based on the Prowl mold. Now, um, this has been made by this is made this has been made by uh, Nathan Luke and our Facebook group. Um, he showed us a custom that he did a few years ago. It was one of his first customs um, on the original Prowl mold, and I just went like, you know, how much how much to do it again? Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, he he he, he certainly certainly did do it again it's 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 absolutely wonderful really really happy with the the results and uh yeah really happy to add another custom to my shelf um i've got a a few customs incoming incoming this month um i am realizing that i probably should have put the phone on a tripod but that's okay we'll we'll move him out of the way and put something else in the um in the spotlight there we do have a shattered glass blaster who's probably going to fall over when i when i stop uh looking over there so Shattered Glass Blaster, also um, also very happy with him. He's got he's got a very subtle color design. A lot of people sort of look at it and just go, "Oh, it's just sort of you know, it's gray and black." But there's 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 sort of a lot of darker purples in there. Is that purple is glossy in person as it looks on the camera? Uh, yeah. Do you mean around on the the legs and stuff? Like on the thighs and the um around the elbows? Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's not terribly glossy. But uh, it's not terribly glossy, but there nice. is a, there's a nice amount of paint on this figure. And it's, yeah, well, I, you know, I, I say that. I'm not entirely sure what, whether it's actually that painted or not. I don't think Blaster himself was that painted, but I think the color choices are really good uh, on, on, this, on this figure. Um, and like Blast, Shadow Glass Blaster has a fairly established color palette as well. So um, the fact that they've managed to make it a little bit exciting is um, a little bit exciting and different is is notable uh and the other the other thing that is also pretty cool is uh his his uh cassette um i think eject came with the kingdom one so this this that makes this one rewind so he's an even like, like i said he's the shattered glass line's sort of done double duty this year so this is this is the rewind if you, if you want him um have we yeah, had a regular rewind nice. uh no we've had the we've had the blue eject that came with blaster I assume uh, might be might, might get him with a twin cast at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's possible. Then it, it's possible we'll we'll see that. And at that point, I would expect at that point I would expect the rewind that we get in the regular line to just sort of be a, a, a smoky translucent black, um, because that would be more in line with rewind's colors. Yeah. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, I mentioned I mentioned that I was going to talk about pins. So. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about pins. There's a couple of pins to talk about here. First of all, I, I did mention um, Gavin. Gavin Spence makes makes pins. So, Gavin made a Cosmos pin this year at TF Nation, um, and basically you, he, you you purchase the pin and the proceeds go to charity. So, um, it's fantastic. In years gone by, he's made Dinobots, he's made Sharkticons and the like. Um, very very happy to have this this pin. Um, really really enjoy Gavin's work. Um, that's not the only pin that I came back from TF Nation with. Um, this one, this one is also quite interesting and it's also quite oh, shiny. Wow. So it's a little bit, it's perhaps a little bit difficult to make out. If I, if I sort of sit my phone down like that, you might get a, might get a, yeah, that, that looks like a nicer look at it. Now, this, so this pin I picked up at TF Nation and there are so there's three familiar logos on there or there's three logos on there one of them is less familiar than the others so obviously you got the autobot and the decepticon faction symbol now do you know what the logo at the top is because most people do not i pretend to 
It, it, so it, it looks it looks a little bit familiar for people, but um, most people don't get it. It is actually the logo for Industrial Light and Magic. Now, this pin, which fetched a, a fairly pretty penny, it cost a, it cost a fairly pretty penny at TFN. Um, this pin is a staff pin from Industrial Light and Magic, and it was given to staff who worked on the 2007 movie, uh, which is itself going through a, its anniversary. And so, um, according to the people that I purchased this from, this pin is one of either 12 or 15 known to exist, um, which at that, at, at that point I was just like, yeah, of course, I'm going to abide by my rule. My rule is that if I see a Transformers pin, I buy it. And so knowing that it's also a nice piece of Transformers history, uh, also just, just added to the, added to the desirability for me. So I, um, I forked out a, a fairly fairly pretty penny uh, for that one. Um, moving on from that, last pin stuff, and I do have to I do have to send a special special thank you to to someone for this. Um, as I knock over figures here now, uh, you'll be you'll be maybe familiar with this pin set that uh, I I was gifted on my birthday. Um, I, I, it probably helps if I take the uh, if I take the, the the top off the off the box as well. So so this Decepticon pin set from I think around two thousand and one. Um, this I was given this as a birthday present, and I had seen this set on eBay, and I had decided not to get it because it was not quite the uh, it was not quite the enamel enamel pin style that I generally go for. However, once I had the Decepticon set. I then had to get the Autobot set. That's a little bit more difficult. As I as I as I as I sort of uh, did a bit of research into the into the pins, I determined that um, the sets were one of five hundred that were ever produced in Japan in about two thousand and one. Good luck finding the rest. Um, and as it turns out, uh, I had an, an incredibly an incredibly generous gift from. Um, uh, Justin Masaru, who is a, is in TCCA and was the uh, the artist behind a lot of our collector cards, um, uh, except for the last couple of years. So um, there's a a good chance that TCCA members have some of Justin's artwork in their in their hands and in their collection. And um, I, I I put a message out to people the other day and said, "Look, I'm really looking for looking for the Autobot set." And Justin Justin just said, "Look." I've got the Autobot set and I've been looking for the Decepticon set and you know I, I've given up looking for the Decepticon set so you can have the Autobot set. Um, so very, very, uh, very, very generous gift um, arrived from Justin today. So there's, the, there's the, the Autobot set, which I could not find photos of the Autobot set online. So um, the Autobot set, we've got um, Prime, Prime, Ironhide, uh, Bumblebee and Mirage in there. And so... Very, 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 very humbled. Very, very happy to have this in my in my pin collection now, and very, very grateful to Justin for for just the massive generosity in gifting me this set. So, um, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm quite quite humbled. Um, yeah. Wow. So yeah, so uh, so as I said, my my rule with Transformers pins is that I I have to have them. So I've I've managed to acquire this. Fairly, fairly difficult to find set. I'm very happy about it. We're in bloody good condition too. Like those boxes are boxes barely scuffed up. Yeah, um, I'm not sure where the Decepticon set came from. That was actually 
I, I ironically, um, the Decepticon set was purchased, and I think it was in Australia somewhere. And then the Autobot set was just was uh, in Melbourne with Justin. So I actually managed to find both these sets of uh, rare Japanese pins in Australia, <laughs> and even in the even in the same city, no less. Um, so yeah, and I've also I've almost uh, I've, I've actually forgotten the uh, the other uh, the other acquisitions that I was going to go through from uh, from TF Nation, which are actual figures um but i haven't opened them yet either so um as you know i like my i like my e-hobby figures um so there's a there's an, an e-hobby release of crosscut uh the the silver skids skids yeah the silver skids repaint um i saw this on the stand at tf nation along with uh along with e-hobby's release of clampdown since we're talking about Clampdown a bit tonight. Um, I saw these both on the stand at TF Nation at the um, at Paul Hutchins uh, Space Bridge stand. And I thought, I have I have my own sources for e-hobby figures. Like before I go and buy these here and mule them home, like let's go and see whether I can buy them online. So I went to my usual source and I plugged in e-hobby Clampdown, <laughs> Clampdown and Crosscut. There were no, no results. So they are actually... They are actually um, a little bit difficult to come across and a little bit, little bit difficult to find. So, very happy to, very happy to say that I, I, I've managed to acquire a couple of e hobbies. I, I grabbed a couple of e hobby figures last time I went to TF Nation as well. Um, so yeah, very, very happy to add those in. And if I I've move, forgotten how classy those look just in the packaging there. Oh, they do, don't they? With the, like the, they just... the, the G one, the G one box revisions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's a G one box, but just a bit nicer. It's... That's true. That's true. Yeah. And this is something quite, about it. There's quite a, quite a mess moving things around the desk here as well, and I'll just move this into into place as well. There's the the MMC uh, Optus Promenon severed severed Geist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you will notice also that um, there's uh, there's a signature on there as well, which um, uh, the artist was the, the the artist who created the box art was at tf nation so i did manage to get him to sign up for me it was uh it was very nice of him so yeah i will i will open this uh i will open this bad boy up at some point and um and see how we go but uh that is that is going to be it for acquisitions i think i think i've gone on for i've gone on for quite long enough now and um i think we should probably bring things to a bit of a close uh we are sort of uh, we are sort of now sitting at about one and a half hours, and I know Brad doesn't really like editing the shows once they get a little bit over an hour. So <laughs> let's 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 wind things up. A um, little bit of little bit of TCA club news. Um, we are very very late with the um, we are very very late with the uh, membership uh, offering for this year. It is ready to roll out, and we're hoping to put some stuff up probably tomorrow. And we're gonna have a we're gonna have a big member drive for the month of September. Um, I would like to get as many members as we can to sign up or renew during the month of September. Um, we will put up details of this. Uh, we will be offering some giveaway figures. Uh, so if you do sign up for TCCA membership, you will go into the draw at the end of the month. Um, the figures on offer are Origin Bumblebee, Kingdom Red Alert, and a Velocitron Cosmos. <laughs> um, and so... so just by signing up for TCCA membership, um, you'll get you'll be in the draw for that. If we get to, I can't remember if I decided it was a hundred or hundred and fifty figures, 
We also have a Mint and Sealed Box Combiner Wars Devastator that will be added into the prize pool. And so um, if, you are, if your name is drawn, you will be able to choose the prize that you want uh, from, the, from the prize pool. And if we get to 200 members in one month, if we get to 200 members in one month, a couple of things will happen. One is that Simon will have a heart attack having to mail out 200 member packs in a month. This is, this is something that took us about eight, eight to 10 months last year to get 200 members. So if we get 200 members in one month, Simon's gonna have a, not, a, not a fun time. Um, however, the member packs are a little bit simpler this year, so it won't be, won't be too bad for him. Uh, but also if we get 200 members in one month, I will be adding a, an Earthrise Seekers, Earthrise Seeker, Ramjet and Dirge two pack into the prize pool. So bit of an incentive. If like there's, there's a few things. Several incentives. Have, yeah. There's a few things in there that people have been after for a really long time. Um, and those Seekers have been sitting on the shelf here waiting to be earmarked for a TCCA fundraiser for a long time. So mm. We're going to finally pull the trigger on that and um, hope that we can hope that we can use that to drive up membership for the year. And that will be it. So um, expect to see those announcements come out over the course of the weekend, and you will have until the end of September to um, um, yeah yeah you will have you will have until the end of September to do that. Um, that will be it for that'll be it for the show and thank you everyone for thank you everyone for watching along thank you for listening to us blither on about the movie that never was and talking about cosmos and distribution and things like that and um yeah we will try to be back next week <laughs> the chances the chances are not good as we've been going but we are going to try to we are going to try to make a bit of a bit of an effort to get more more regular appearances which might mean shaking things up a little bit in the hosting chairs but we'll see how we go um so yeah we'll see what see what happens and uh we uh that's it oh the, yeah there's there's a whole spiel that i need to there's a whole spiel that i need to go through i need to scroll down the to the next page of the sheet spiel away thank you thank you uh you can find out yeah find out more about the stories that we didn't really cover but regular stories there's covered in the run sheet um now we are a registered club in victoria we're run by volunteers donating their time effort energy money and friday nights to make collecting in australia better for everyone uh we want to build the australian transformers collecting community by engaging fans around the country making content like this podcast attending live in-person events like oz comic con that's right there are two oz comic con shows coming up in september there is brisbane and there is sydney um we're putting a team together for brisbane and i will be at sydney with uh, with a team as well and um the, the sydney if you come along to Oz comic con sydney you don't want to miss it not 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 for our stand but there's going to be some transformers stuff there that's going to be pretty cool and it's not going to be us so like there's going to be two transformers installations that you can go and see at Oz comic con sydney I can't say much more than that. Um, so yeah, you will see us at Oz Comic Con in two states this this uh, this month. Um, anyway, you can find out more about benefits of TCCA membership in the in the Facebook group during the week, um, and you can show, find out how to show support for what we do at TransformersCCA.com. Um, that is it for us, and we will be back with more Transformers news in the fullness of time.
Um, and I, I've I've said this on the sol, on the solo screen layout. I should have had us up like that. Uh, and <laughs> anything, I, anything I tend to, to add, shut down at this point anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anything to add before we go, Max? So speak now or forever. Hold your peace. Um, I don't know. Uh, until the next. Har- until the feel next. Feel free episode. to harass us so we, um, you know, actually <laughs> get another episode out. Yes, please do. Please do harass us. Um, yeah. Sometimes you need someone cracking the whip. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting live. And uh, thank you for listening to the podcast if you are listening on a download as well. Much appreciated. And we will see you again soon.